You're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wanderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we're going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. Hey guys, I'm just popping in really quick before we start our show to update you on some fun announcements and some things that are going on that I mentioned to you a few weeks ago that I want you to know that they're happening and that you can get in on them. So first, I have announced the dates for the next creative retreat that I'm going to be hosting this fall in Florala, Alabama at the Camilla Palms Plantation Home and it is so beautiful and so so dreamy I would love it if you would mark your calendars and save the date to come hang out with me in Alabama in October October 16th through 20th and the details for sign up have not come out yet so you're not behind but I want you to go ahead and know those dates so that you can be thinking about it if you want to join us for the creative retreat so that you're ready when signups do come out because last time the private rooms got booked up instantly and I'm giving my last retreat participants the first chance to get in on that and so I'm thinking that rooms are going to go really quickly again so I want you to know when that's happening and be able to get in on that you can sign up for my newsletter at lauren-likes.com newsletter to be one of the first to hear about that if you want to join us the retreat it's going to be really fun um, it's going to be for all types of creativity any any type of craft that you love there is no specific um type of craft that you have to do to come so I'm really excited about that and having it more open so that we can really dive more into our creativity in general as a whole because we're such multifaceted people and I know we all love so many different things and so on this retreat we're going to talk a lot about all the different facets of creativity and I'm not going to give any more away right now except the date and the location and you can again get all of that through my newsletter and I will come on as I am going to continue to release details and more information about the retreat when we get closer to launching the registration. The next thing that I wanted to tell you about was my creative journals, my travel journals are on sale this week only. Um, I created these journals a year ago to um, help me capture my travels. I wanted a journal that I could be creative in, I could write in, that had a little bit of a template and um, would help me plan my trip document my trip as I was on it and then reflect and kind of do some memory keeping in it. So I designed these really beautiful little journals that they're really nice and small and lightweight and they'll fit in your bag so they're not going to take up any room. Um, And I designed them over a year ago and I took them with me to Iceland and it brought me so much 
joy to be able to sit in the car as we were riding along and glue all the bits and papers and stickers and things that we were getting as we were um, road tripping around Iceland and I was able to like glue those into my journal and write about our days and you know write all the jokes and the funny things that happened down and the good things and the bad things and make notes in there and it just it was so much fun and I, I want you to be able to capture your travels and your adventures too so if you have a good big fun summer trip coming up um, I have put the journals on sale for this week you don't have to do anything no codes the prices is, are already dropped just you just need to go to lauren-likes.com slash journals slash journal with no s just slash journal and you can grab those there are two options there is one that is for like a long weekend trip so it's about five days and then there's one for like a really big trip or if you just know you have a lot to say uh it's got about 20 days in there and like I said they're going to help you pre-plan your trip so there's like packing list and to-do list and you know there's just space for journaling and planning and your itinerary and then there are pages where you can write about your day about what's happening what you did every day capture all that you can add photos in and stickers and um you know receipts there's a a page where you can track how much money you spent and then at the end there's a section for memory keeping there's a really fun mad lib that you can fill out with your family or whoever you're traveling with there is a page for your successes and your failures and a list of things that you learned and that you liked and um, just all kinds of things that you can do that I based off of my journals that I was hand making every time I went somewhere um, I wanted kind of a template that I could just grab and go and reuse every time and so I hope that they will be helpful for you. So like I said, they're on sale this week only. And this week is June 23rd through, we'll say, through the end of the month. So they'll be on sale through the end of June for you guys. So you can grab one and use it in July. And then the last quick announcement that I have is my 21 Secrets class is coming out on July 9th and it is open for pre-order right now. And so you can grab that by going to lauren-likes.com slash 21 secrets and you will be able to go ahead and get started as soon as you sign up. Um, you'll get a lesson right away to your email and then starting on June 9th every day a new lesson from the 21 teachers will come out so to go through all of June, July and uh, you'll be able to have access to the private Facebook group where all the teachers will be there interacting and creating with you and all the other students um, this class is really really cool I was so honored to be a part of it because there are some really really talented teachers in here um, along with me and I am teaching one of my favorite techniques it is an acrylic paint blending technique and I am going to show you how to paint the sea again in summertime I'm obsessed with the ocean always but in summer we all tend to be um, just drawn to bodies of water I'm actually in my bathing suit right now I'm getting ready to go out to the lake today and tomorrow I'm going to the beach um, there's you can't keep me away from the water in the summer and I wanted to translate that into my art journal and so in this lesson I'm going to teach you how to paint the sea we're going to make these really cool beautiful um, backgrounds inspired by the ocean and then we're going to draw on top of them I'm going to show you some of my drawing techniques that I use um, and then 
you know, there's going to be collage and journaling and all kinds of fun stuff in this class. So, and that's just one lesson, like one of the 21 lessons that you get. There are so many more in there. So join now before the class starts so that you can join us live um, and hang out with us and create with us every day starting on July 9th. Uh, so you, again, that link is lauren-likes.com slash 21 secrets. And, but then you'll have forever access to the class. So you'll be able to come back and play around with it, but it'll be really fun to do together in July. So I hope to see you there. And thank you for listening to all these announcements. There's so many fun things happening right now. All of these notes and links will be in the show notes at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. Now onto today's episode. It's a great one and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to another episode of How She Creates. Today's episode is going to be a really good one. It's something that I have been thinking about for a long time and researching a lot. And when I came across Megan and her work and what she does with morning routines, I knew that I had to have her on to talk about this because she was talking about morning routines not in the status quo, but in what actually works for you and how to take care of yourself in that. So I'm really, really excited to have her here today to share with us. So Megan, if you will give us a quick introduction to yourself. Hi, thanks, Lauren. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Megan Dowd. I have a business called Megan Has Good Words. Uh, <laughs> it started out as a joke and then it stuck. Uh, I provide narrative strategy and creative coaching for women and non-binary entrepreneurs and I started these morning pages about a year ago, and they are, despite not being what I necessarily do with my business, one of the most asked about things I think that I've ever created. <laughs> well, I think it goes back to the you know habits and routines we build that support our creativity. Mm -hmm. So I think it is really important for creatives and people who want to get more done or who want to let their creativity breathe and flow and not be stifled by everything happening in a hectic day. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really important. And I also think that morning routines get talked about too much oh in the gosh, world. Yes. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I just read like a 300 page book called like my morning routine. And it was all these interviews with all these really, really successful people about how they do their morning routine. And every single one of them woke up before 6am. And every single time I turned the page, I was like, nope, not for me. Nope, not for me. Nope, nope. Like, because I just couldn't even like put myself into that situation where I want to live a life before the sun comes up that I've done a thousand things. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I love mornings when they are to myself. If my body wakes me, naturally wakes me up before six and I feel good, I freaking love it. But there's no... <laughs> There's no way I want my alarm going off that early. I did. I have had that life. I've had those jobs. I've had that life. I am not the person who can get up at 5 a.m. and go work out and do do my side hustle or whatever, and then go to work. And it it's just not for me. It's just not for me. And you, and I can be okay with that. It's frustrating that I can't have that insta perfect morning, you know, that all the books lead us to. But it's just not for me. <laughs> Yeah, me me either. I mean, I've never been a morning person, but I also have a lot of issues around sleep. So, you know, when you don't sleep at night, it's really hard to wake up at 5 a.m. and go work out. I don't you know don't if you sleep, it's hard that. to wake up at 8 a.m. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, so finding a better morning routine, which I still haven't found the perfect one. And I tried yours today. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about it, but it's, it's hard and it's ongoing. And I think I've, I've kind of figured out more of the, I've got it broken down into kind of two ideas that we'll talk about as we get into the morning oh. routines. Um, but I just, I want to change the conversation around this and I want to let people off the hook for not getting up at 5am to work out. Oh, good Lord, please. Like yes. Um, okay. So before we dive full into the morning routines, can you tell us your creative story, how you fell in love with creativity? Oh, heavens, Betsy. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I come from weird people. Um, <laughs> both of my parents are scientists by trade, and I grew up in a wildly creative household. Um, my One of my earliest memories is of my mother sitting my brother and I down. I have a younger brother. My mother would sit us down before we'd go to friends' houses and let us know that they might play board games or, you know, games out of the box differently than we played in our house. And we needed to understand that those were probably the rules and that it was fine that we'd made up our own rules, but we shouldn't fight them on it. (laughs) What a great mom though, to recognize that social cue there. (laughs) Right. So we got prepped that like, Hey, they are going to, they might have different rules than we have. And that's totally fine. They're probably the rules on the box and we don't play by the rules on the box and that's okay too. (laughs) Uh, and I really think that that, that little anecdote kind of speaks to the creativity that we had, uh, growing up. Um, I mentioned both my parents were scientists it, uh, in a refrain that we still tease my father about to this day, any math or science problem we had, he'd say, have you drawn a picture? Draw a picture. <laughs> Did you draw a picture? Make a list. Have you made a list? Do you have a list? Can you see it in front of you? Uh, so truly like even, with some of the things that are considered more dry subjects, we were taught to approach them creative, creatively. Um, and my background is actually in theater. I'm a classically trained actress. I went to the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art. Um, Lambda D's shout out. Uh, <laughs> and also, if anyone knows what the Lambda D's are, uh, we should be in contact. Because <laughs> I'm guessing that's probably an ex- obscure shout out. Um, so, I mean, long story short, truly my life has been fueled by creativity from a very, very young age. And I've always, always loved living deep inside my own head in, and in my own imagination of what it might be like to be a different person, to be a different creature, what it's like to walk in hard soled shoes on cobblestones and what it must be like to swim in the Mediterranean as in ancient Greece. And I could continue, but is that, is does that answer your question? <laughs> Beautifully. First, I love your parents so much. Oh my gosh. I love that they had enough awareness to let you know that not everyone plays games like that, but also that they were letting you make up your own rules. That's incredible. And I think this is something I'm trying to do with the podcast this season is remind people that you don't have to be a traditional artist to live a creative life. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're saying that your parents were scientists who should be the opposite, you know, of creative, they should be buried by the rules that they were your creative inspirations and letting you make up the rules to games. That is just like the most perfect illustration of what living a creative life looks like. So what, how would, how would you divide? Uh, I'm broken. How would you 
<laughs> define living a creative lifestyle? Truly, I think living a creative lifestyle is first off understanding your your creative impulses because creativity looks different for everyone. Truly, um, and learning to understand your own creative creative impulses and how you want to express your own creativity, even when it doesn't look like something that's more traditional or you know, getting out all of my paints and painting for an afternoon with my watercolors in front of my window. Uh, certainly if that's your jam rock on, that's a great way to express your creativity. Um, frankly, for like, for me, my morning pages and the way that I've structured them has been a way for me to express my creativity. Um, sometimes it's in my own yoga practice and taking a moment to go, you know what, this is what my body needs right now. And it may, might not be what, you know, my YouTube video is cueing me to do, but I'm going to go off the rails for a little bit and explore this. Um, I, I truly, and some of this I'm sure comes from my acting background, but I truly believe in physically embodying your creativity and expressing that creativity and really learning to listen to your body when you have these impulses and when inspiration strikes. That just made my heart so happy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I love your example of the yoga and giving yourself permission to go off script. Mm. I know I struggle with that, especially if you're in you know, a, a yoga class and everyone's doing what the teacher is telling you, you know, we don't want to be called out. We don't want to look different. We don't want to draw attention. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. Finding ways to follow our own ideas and what we think we want or know or need to do is the absolute greatest form of creative expression. Mm -hmm. So how does a morning routine help us be more creative? For me personally, this morning routine actually grew out of something pretty serious, uh, a pretty severe depression low. Uh, I talk very frankly on all, on all, in all forms uh, about my own mental health struggles. I have clinical depression and anxiety. Uh, I see a therapist regularly. I go to a psychiatrist regularly. I've got a whole team of doctors I'm being taken care of, so no worries there. But I always in my head, the way my depression manifests is if you get out of bed, you must not be depressed. Mm. So I found myself being able to get out of bed because that meant I wasn't a depressed person. <laughs> and then I'd sit catatonic in a chair in the corner for three hours, not knowing what to do. So I'll be perfectly frank in an effort to impress my therapist <laughs> because I'm a bit of a Isn't that what we all type. do with our lives? <laughs> it's so true. I, I had a project pad from get to workbook and I was looking at it and realized, you know, I could give myself a list of what I need to do in the morning and then check it off. And let me tell you, I love checking things off a list. <laughs> Me too. Who doesn't? It's so satisfying. It is. Oh, God. So I got I got my washi tape out and I got a bunch of markers out from a failed bullet journal attempt. Who doesn't have that entire <laughs> Let's stack? burn all the bullet journals. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yes. And I literally just wrote out in a list, these are the things I need to do. And 
the next morning I brought it to therapy and showed it off. And my therapist was like, mm-hmm, that's great. In her therapist way of like, I'm not going to go overboard with how great this is, but I'm also not going to underplay it. And I was like, come on, all I want is a gold star. Uh, <laughs> but I started doing it regularly and it kind of became this really beautiful way for me to, I also have a lot of sleep issues and it became a really beautiful way for me to transition from the clarity that I would always feel at night, right before I went to bed, no matter how low or fuzzy my day had been mentally, uh, kind of guiding me through then the next day. Uh, and, and, and it's worked like a charm and I don't do these pages every night. Uh, sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, fuck this shit. (laughs) There's some days where it, where I under where I feel so much resistance and I, and I allow myself the grace to say, this isn't, this isn't going to be for me today. I need to amend this. And that, and that's part of that listening to your body and what your impulses are. And there are some days where I have the resistance, but my brain is like, no, you listed this out for a reason. Just get through the first four things. Just get through brushing your teeth, washing your face eating breakfast and putting on real clothes because you know that you're going to feel better if you put on real clothes and then you can restructure from there. You can go from there, see what, what feels good. And how do you think that affects your creativity when you have these structured mornings set out? Well, for one, it gets me very in tune with my body, which Mm. always, 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 always for me is key to creativity. Uh, for two, uh, I think I'm trying to remember where I first read about this. It Jonah Lehrer wrote a book a few years ago called Imagine that was largely discredited because he made up a lot of stuff, but then also <laughs> had some scientifically rooted stuff, which was really kind of frustrating for me because I was like, no, but there is science. It, there is stuff that makes sense. Anyhow, uh, one of the things that he writes about is how creativity needs boundaries. Creativity needs parameters. Those that are, it comes back to the adage that we all know you all, you need to know the rules before you can break them. Uh, and this, this morning practice for me, this evening into morning practice is really me creating the rules that I can then creatively break throughout the day as I so desire. You said so many brilliant things here, and we're going to link that book in case people um, want to read a half science, half fiction book. <laughs> um, I'm very interested. Um, yeah, I I love that you're saying when we're in tune with our bodies and we're feeling calm and not anxious and ordered and together, that's where our creativity happens. It doesn't happen in like the disarray and the drama. Um, at least not for me, maybe people, some people's creativity functions in drama, but I just don't feel like anyone is living their best life if they're always functioning in high drama, high anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think creativity can certainly exist in those places, but it's going Mm -hmm. to look differently than it does when you are in a calm place. It, you can be very in tune with your body in a highly anxious situation. Uh, but I would argue that if you are espousing, creative impulses in a, in a high stress, using stresses like anxious, depression, whatever, a high stress situation. Um, you're still in tune with your body to a certain extent. And if you aren't, maybe it's not necessarily creativity that you're expressing, uh, but a variety of emotions that maybe you should talk out with a therapist. 
Exactly, exactly. Because I, yeah, I, I want to agree that like maybe you are going through a period of anxiety or depression or whatever is happening. That doesn't mean you can't be creative until you get it under control. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that that that's clear. Um, you know, it does. It helps. It is therapeutic. Our creative making things is so therapeutic and mm-hmm. so helpful. Um, but you know, if you're looking to form you know, more creative lifestyle and you want to approach your art, you know, with, with freedom and clarity, you're not going to get it if you're, you know, harried from a crazy morning or, you know, you're already running late and now you feel bad about it and all these kind of things. Um, so I know that for me, because I also will choose to not do art if I have had a bad morning and I'm behind on everything else and everything's weighing on me, mm-hmm. you know, and I have all these other things to do the art is something that I see as optional and I will toss it out of the list. Mm -hmm. And so the morning routine helps me keep that as a priority and stay focused. Well, and I think you touched on something really important there about going between the, the frenzy and then finding those spaces. I think truly, at least for me, the first step in, in following any creative impulse is listening Mm. listening to my body, listening to the muse, listening to the inspiration, however we want to categorize it, truly it's checking in and listening to something to, to express what I'm, what I'm hearing that others may not be, or that I think others might be hearing, but haven't experienced in the same way I have. Yeah. So let's get really concrete. Tell me what your morning routine actually looks like. Uh, if I'm perfectly honest, it changes day to day. Uh, yeah, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> um, with when it's when I've so when I've created morning pages for myself, the the first thing is evaluating how I slept. I mentioned that I've had some sleep problems, uh, and it's been incredibly helpful for me to note different things that have happened in the night uh, for me to bring to my psychiatrist and my doctors and be like, all right, I'm tracking this shit uh, because I've never been able to get into the, 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 the um, emotional mental health apps to track this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just never yes. worked for me. I know. And every time I go see my sleep doctor, he's like, how'd you sleep? Like I didn't sleep at all, and he's like, "I know you slept," and I was like, "I don't know, it just was terrible." So, tracking is so helpful. <laughs> it is, and you and truly, you need to find what works for you. Um, so then, the next thing in my in my little grid is reminding myself to brush my teeth, wash my face, and get dressed. It sounds really small, but it's also a reminder by giving it an entire box on this grid, it's reminding me that those are important things. Even if those are close to autonomic functions, I still need to do those in order to function. And they are important and they are deserving of their own space, just like the next space, breakfast. Uh, And generally I try to give myself some, some options so that I don't feel pigeonholed and I have to do one thing, but I'll remind myself Hey, you just bought a bunch of fresh fruit. Do you want to do some fruit and yogurt? There are avocados. You should probably make avocado toast. You have a ton of asparagus and some feta cheese and a full carton of eggs. What about a scramble? Um, And from there, depending on my day, I will either very, very strictly uh, block out the rest of the day, or sometimes in my morning routine, I will, past Megan will invite future Megan uh, to have some 
have some quiet time. Maybe that's reading. Maybe that's writing. Maybe that's sitting out on the deck and watching the woodland creatures for 45 minutes. But if it's on the list, if it has its own block, that's my way of telling my brain it's totally okay to sit and do this. Um, the most concrete morning routine I have would probably be on my therapy days. I, and it's, and it's worked like a charm. I get up, I wash my face, brush my teeth, sometimes brush my hair, sometimes not (laughs) get in my car, have the latest, uh, my favorite murder podcast going. Yes. Fellow MFM, SSDG. Yes. 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 Uh, I am FM and I go to Starbucks and I get breakfast and I go to therapy and it's, I, I've been doing this weekly now for almost a year and having, there's a certain comfort in like, nope, this is how I'm going to get food. Nope. This is what my drive is going to be. That really allows me to open up for the rest of the day. And, and truly, I mean, therapy days are certainly days where, creative impulses can be running high. And I give myself the space then in the rest of the day to either listen to those impulses and, or to listen to my body. And what does, what does my body need after really intense work for a full morning? So I think the hang up always comes. And this is the question I got when I asked people on Instagram, what their questions were, you know, where, or how to stick to it. What if things change? What if when your mornings are different? Um, So I love that you have your kind of normal mornings, but then you also have a routine for different types of mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so maybe, you know, it wasn't your therapy appointment. Maybe you had a doctor's appointment or maybe you needed to go help your mom do something. You could still have that exact same morning, but instead of, you know, driving to the therapist's office after Starbucks, you would just drive to wherever you're going, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I like that you have a kind of a template that you can use where wherever it is your morning is going to land that day. And truly, I think that that's, it's really key to like, how do you stick to a morning routine? You don't. <laughs> I mean, it. we need to allow ourselves grace for life to happen. Uh, and now we're going to get into a little bit of a cheesy like life moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I know that this, that this isn't that type of podcast, but truly we need to allow ourselves more grace and more flexibility when we're creating these routines. It, when you're working to create a routine, you're working to create something that's going to serve you, not that you have to serve, if that makes sense. It, it is the, the routine, the thing that you are working so hard to create is meant to serve you and assist you in your day. It shouldn't be hampering. And if you find that it's hampering your day, that's probably a pretty clear indication that you need to switch it up. For a long time, I was, for a long time, meaning like six months, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would go for a jog in the mornings. And it felt amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I've become a runner. I am a person (laughs) who runs. And then it didn't, life happens. It didn't happen for a couple of weeks. And when I was able to get back into what I hadn't previously established as my morning routine, and I forced myself to do it a few times, I was like, this is the worst. (laughs) Turns out I'm not a runner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm not either. (laughs) 
yay, non-runners. Uh, and I hate this. And I'm forcing myself to do something that I hate. I'm not like, I'm not feeling like I'm in the flow. Whereas previously, like it felt like everything was in flow, whether or not, I mean, running is certainly not my zone of genius, but whether or not that morning routine was me in my zone of genius at that time. Awesome. It wasn't anymore. And the therapy part of my brain was like, this is totally okay. You can be flexible. Roll with the punches. And of course, the other side of my brain was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I had a routine and I was a runner and I got up every morning really early. What is wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with me. I, I am a human. I am ever changing. And I need to allow my morning routines, my routines in general, to change along with me if I want to grow as a human. Oh, exactly. For so many reasons, you know, I mean, there, we change the weather literally changes Mm. on us. You know, our children change on us, our jobs change, you know, our location changes. There are so many reasons and ways that morning routines are going to change on you and you have to have that flexibility. I think that's so, so smart and so true, especially like you were saying with your, you know, your Tuesdays where you go and you're at Starbucks, you know, that that's different and it's fine. But do you have one part of your morning routine that if everything changes, you always stick to? There's something that you always do every morning, no matter what. I mean, I always eat breakfast. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. I always yeah, eat breakfast. Um, there, there are rare times where I don't eat breakfast. Um, and And with that, I think... <laughs> what is it? Uh, stranger things. I think mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, mornings are, mornings are for breakfast. Mornings are for long, slow breakfasts. Uh, the it's, it's a very small thing, but the more that I feel like I can control how I eat breakfast, the better control I feel I have over my day. Even if it's a, crazy day. Even if I have a full day of calls and client work and other, other life stuff, being able to take the time in the morning to dictate my own breakfast is truly one of the greatest luxuries I've found. And from having worked, I mean, at one, at one point in uh, past Megan's life, I worked five, part-time jobs simultaneously. Um, meaning that like I had five different jobs throughout the seven day Mm -hmm. week, uh, not simultaneously at the same. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, and breakfast wasn't something that I ever got to. Certainly I had a morning routine, but I never had control necessarily over my breakfast in that it, it just had to be eaten on the fly because that's what my life dictated. Um, so right now my unchanging, my unwavering and really non-negotiable of a morning routine for me is dictating my own breakfast. And even like, like I mentioned before, even if that's my Starbucks breakfast, that's breakfast on my terms. And that feels really, really good. I I think the control has a lot to do with how good your morning routine feels Mm -hmm. because, you know, I used to, when we taught in Korea, we had to check in at 7.20 and sometimes at 7 a.m. Like I said, I don't sleep well. I'm not a morning person. 
So I felt like I constantly had no control Mm -hmm. of my mornings. Um, So being able to find something. And so every morning, and I still do this, tea is my consistent. So every morning I would would go to our staff meeting and then I would go back to my office and I would make a glass of tea. Mm -hmm. um, And if it got interrupted, I was insane, like (laughs) so mad because I was like, this is the one thing that I get to do people, you know, um, this is my one thing. There's a sign on the door. (laughs) Leave me alone. It's all I want in life. Okay, guys, leave me alone. (laughs) Um, so I think, you know, People who are listening to this and who have traditional jobs where you have to be there and clock in at 720 or they dock your paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, I they probably hate us right now for talking about these long leisurely mornings that we take. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you can find that one bit of control, that one thing that's non-negotiable for you and find a way to do that, that can be your morning routine. That's all it has to be mm-hmm. um, to find that, that calm and that control and consistency. And I think you've touched on something there with talking about that, the control and the consistency, there's this in within morning routines, I think there can be incredible delight found in ritualizing something. Um, when I, in one of the many part-time jobs I had, when I worked in a, in an insurance call center, every Friday, there was a Dunn brothers on my walk into work from the bus stop into downtown, uh, Minneapolis where I worked. And there was a Dunn Brothers on the way. So every Friday, I would get myself a large vanilla latte. And it was sometimes the thing that got me through the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, as as you mentioned, like talking about these long, luxurious mornings, there are certain things that you can ritualize in your morning and that you can take control of to say, this is my you know, two minutes, or this is my five minutes, or this is my, you know, 15 minute morning break that I'm taking for me. No one else can dictate this. Yeah. I, I think I have had a personal problem getting, getting to that point in my life. And I'm just now getting there again through the help of lovely therapist. Uh, but if you can figure out what that is, mm-hmm. it'll make a big difference mm-hmm. in your morning routine. Um, so, and I, I love, like I said, I tried your morning routine this morning and my affirmation I wrote down was I am flexible because I didn't sleep well the past two nights. And so I finally fell asleep at some point last night and decided to continue sleeping in. Um, so my morning got cut off by sleep, which was lovely. And so I was like, that was going to be my affirmation to remind myself that that's okay, that I have to have that flexibility. Um, you know, and as I was going through the boxes, I liked your format um, and people, you know, who you you have a great blog post um, detailing how you did this, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I just liked, again, I like the flexibility of it and that I could write down, you know, I'm, I'm never going to forget to brush my teeth. Like that's not one that I personally need to write down, Absolutely. But, but I will forget to put on lotion, you know, which I think mm-hmm. is important, you know, so whatever it is that works for you. And this is always a problem with reading those morning routine books and following formulas and stuff is, you know, you want to be just as creative or as successful as whoever it is. And so Bill Gates wakes up at 5 a.m. and eats at McDonald's. And so you need to do that. Please don't do that. That's a t- All of those things are terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, so like, think about this, like, okay, what do you need to do? What, are, what is your reminder that you need to do that's important to you? 
to care for yourself in the morning that you would forget if you didn't have it written down, like putting on lotion. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, again, like following, you know, Megan's, Megan's kind of list and, and listing out those things that you want to do. And it does, it makes me willing to do it or feel accountable to doing it if it's written on my list. But if it's not on my list, I feel like I have to jump to my to-do list and everything else goes out the window. Absolutely. And I think that there's something that you touched on there uh, with, with your hypothetical Bill Gates is really putting on on your whatever you want to establish as your morning routine. You need to understand who you are right now. Um for instance, I am not the. Per- I can put it on my morning pages as much as I want, right? But right now, I am not a morning runner. I am with the way my sleep has been working lately. I am not a morning person. Waking up at four thirty to go lift weights, like my brother does every morning, is not going to be a part of my morning routine because that is not the person that I am right now. Uh, and if I tried to hold myself accountable to that, I just get increasingly frustrated because that's not who I am. And that's not realistic for who I am right now. If I wanted to work toward that, I could certainly do that. And I might do that in much smaller increments because for instance, getting up early is going to be the greatest hurdle for me in my sleep. Uh, I just, I just think it's really important to note that as you're making whatever you want your morning routine to be, and if you're using this method that, and this structure that I've created for myself, it's really about pushing who you are right now, if there are certain things that you want to get done, but really acknowledging who you are right now and working with that and not against it. Yes. And I think it's very important to remind everyone that you cannot change everything about your life all at one time. Mm-hmm. But you know, so right now, right, oh my gosh, it'd be so amazing. But then, but then, you know, you'd have to spend all your time explaining to everyone else who didn't get the magical update, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so your phone updates, it's awesome, but everything is different and you don't know how to do anything. You know, it's like flying a spaceship again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really even that useful. Um, in, you know, even in my fantasy, I'm like, nope, there's going to be problems with that. Um, but you know, thinking about exactly what Megan said, what do you need right now? Maybe you need some space. Maybe you need some self-care. Maybe you need some rest. Maybe you need some exercise. Just just pick that one thing and, and work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sarah Von Bargen was on the podcast a week or so ago, and she shared about her habit school. And she has really, really great helpful tips for this. And I will put a link to it in the show notes if you guys want to work on one thing for increasing your morning routine um, and you want to work through it with a little bit of account- of accountability and, and a little bit more of a step-by-step program. Sarah has a great program called Habit School. Again, I'll link it in the show notes for you guys because um, I did that and it really helped me with my exercise routine. So I divide my morning routine into two parts. So I have three things that I want to do every day, but it's, it's divided up. I have a, you know, up and moving part and a down and thoughtful part. It's kind of mm-hmm. what I call them. So I wake up. Whenever I wake up, I go work out, which is a new thing that I have never been able to do before. But I've also always worked a traditional job and to work out in the morning meant I'd have to get up at like 4 a.m. Um, so <laughs> it's really nice. I know. I, and I never could do it. And that's why I wouldn't. 
So lately I've been getting into the routine of waking up when I wake up and going to the gym first thing um, and working out and listening to my favorite murder and some podcasts and things. Um, And then I come back and, you know, have my breakfast and get ready for the day. So that's kind of my up and moving portion. And then I have my down and thoughtful where I sit down and I do my journaling and I do my gratitude practice um, because if not, again, I will dive right into my email, right into work stuff. And then the next thing I know, it's like seven o'clock and my husband's like, uh, what are we doing with the rest of our lives? You know? Um, so taking that time for me is really important for my personal mental health, you know, to, to work on that journaling and, and the gratitude practice. Um, but that might look different for, for you, you know, you, you may want to do something completely different with your mornings. Um, but whatever it is, like Megan said, let it be what you need right now. So how do people get here? How, how can someone kind of create their own morning routine? What are some kind of filters or questions that you ran all of this through as you were creating your routine? Well, we've come full circle back to listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first first step is really taking some time to listen to yourself, to listen to your body, to listen to your mind, to evaluate what are the things I need right now? Uh, what are the things that not that I feel inspired to do because I feel pressured to do, that I, things that I feel or see in the Insta veneer, as it were, mm-hmm. what are the things that my body is, is calling out for? What are the things that I need? Um, and it, I mean, might sound a little woo woo, but truly that that's the first step. You gotta do a check-in and listen to yourself and figure out what are the things that I really need? Um, and I'm a list person, uh, <laughs> I mentioned my father's refrain, make a list. Have you made a list? Make a list of those things that, that are, that are part of your, what you, what you're, what you're hearing from your body, what you're hearing from your mind. Um, and, and go from there. One of the, I mean, that's one approach that I've used with these morning pages. Another one is making a list of the things that would make a perfect morning for me, for who I am right now. Mm. So right now, currently, as we're recording this, I am in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, where my husband and I have lived for the past couple of years. I'm not going to put down on my perfect morning, walk out onto the beach, because that's not going to (laughs) happen. However, I could put down, spend some time on the deck now that it's springtime or if the weather allows. Uh, so stuff like that, Take, taking on one side on say the left side of your paper, what are the things that I can, that are realistically part of that dream morning? And then on the right side, corresponding with that list, what are the things that I need to do to make those happen? And if it's for me spending time out on the deck in the morning, it's literally on my list or putting a post-it note on the mirror, reminding myself, hey, you know, you can go out on the deck, right? Because as soon as I have that little reminder, I'm like, oh my God, I can go out on the deck. (laughs) But it's not something I just intrinsically remember for whatever reason. It's just not the way my brain works. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we don't want good things for ourselves. It's so weird. (laughs) 
it is it is a trip and a half being it it's I, my husband and I use it frequent it's frequently <laughs> screamed cried out yelled with exhaustion uh sometimes with delight it's hard to be human amen it's joyful it's repulsive it's frustrating <laughs> it's hilarious any way you slice it it's hard to be human it is and this is the perfect segue into a lot of questions we got on Instagram. What if you can't stick to your morning routine? What if you miss a day? At the risk of sounding glib. So? <laughs> my, my response to that is, it sounds like you need a different morning routine. Yeah. And like, if you can't stick to it and you've been trying forever, then this is just not for you. You need to do something different. What is it that you're not doing? And if you can't stick to it, it are you creating what you are you creating a routine for the person that you want to be versus the person that you are? Yeah. Uh, and if you've only perhaps you're somewhat like me, and I can get very, very draconian, and I do suffer with obsessive compulsive or obsessive compulsions. Um, can you give yourself some grace if you miss a day? Can you get back to it tomorrow? I mean. Once again, we come full circle back to that listening bit, but why, why did you miss a day? Is it because you need to change up the routine? Is it because life happened and you needed to roll with the punches? Is it because you are creating a routine for the person that you want to be versus the person that you are or the life that you wish you had versus the life that you have right now? Listen to what, to what's behind that. I missed a day or this isn't working. Yeah, exactly that. And I think if you do have a routine that's working and you miss a day, that's where my daily affirmations come in of Mm -hmm. I am flexible. Mm -hmm. It is okay. I am still worthy of love. I am still capable. This is still going to be a good day. I am flexible. I can still make an executive decision like a parent for a child and say, it's okay. You don't have to do X and Y today, but again, you still have to have that glass of tea and then mm-hmm. we're going to start our day. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I, one of the many jobs I've had, I used to work as a paraprofessional, uh, which is an assistant to teachers for kids with special needs. And one of the things that we would always ask uh, it, when a lot of the kids that I worked with were incredibly young and we'd always ask the question, is this a big problem or a little problem? And I may have learned it as a para, but I use it in my daily life to help evaluate these things. Is this a big problem or a little problem? Because frankly, sometimes it is a big problem. So it's okay to if stuff has gone off the rails. And sometimes it feels like a big problem and it's a little problem. And I need to honor those feelings and also understand that it's a little problem. Exactly. So do you see a difference in your day? when you are able to follow through with your morning routine, you know, we'll say it's like a perfect day or maybe not perfect day. Like you're saying, maybe, you know, we needed to scratch things. Um, what do you think? Can you see an impact in your day? Oh, absolutely. It's, I mean, I started these out of one of the most severe depression lows I have experienced. Uh, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. (laughs) And I saw a marked difference in in just getting up and getting what needed to be done for that day done, but also 
a marked difference in the in how I approached myself and the kindness that I was able to afford myself and and the grace that I was able to afford myself in that day, which truly, although I may not be able to draw a direct linear line from like, oh, I'm I've afforded myself grace. I am thus more creative. You know, I don't think it's linear. It's certainly very, very roundabout. But I absolutely believe and feel that this practice has afforded me greater creativity and helped me learn to listen to myself better, which as I've said so many times in this interview, listening for me is the key to creativity and living a creative life. I could not agree more. Um, I think for me, the same, same thing. I give myself so much more grace when I have this time and focus in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's that focus that it gives me that I'm able to kind of like stop everything from spinning and look down at what's happening, evaluate it and get started in an orderly manner versus, you know, the frantic flying in at the last minute, um, kind of thing. And even, even if your mornings are always going to be you frantically flying in at the last minute, when you get to your desk at work, having some type of routine where you make a glass of tea, you write down some things you're grateful for, and then you look at your planner of what's what's about to happen in your day. You know, that can be your morning routine. It doesn't have to be hours long. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We can't talk about morning routines without talking about night routines. Will you share your evening routine with us? If I'm creating my morning pages, that's part of my night routine. Uh, yeah. I get out my washi tape and... <laughs> those formerly bullet journal markers, markers that were never used in a bullet journal, uh, but that I love using regardless in my planners and stuff. And I take five or 10 minutes to tape and marker up and make my, my pad look all pretty in my office. And then I'll take it with me directly into the bedroom. And uh, after I've brushed my teeth, washed my face, I will write out what what I want to be planned for the next morning, because I found that I tend to have greater clarity in the evenings, especially when I'm uh, really struggling with a depression low, I have greater clarity in the evening. So that's a great time for me to help future Megan structure her morning. Um, Generally uh, there's always some kind of music playing on in the background. Um, My husband also has sleep troubles. So we have usually have some kind of, white noise of some sort. Uh, and, and we have a few minutes together to talk about our day. I always, I have a special bottle of lotion. I massage my feet because I was told by a friend who, um, is very well-versed in Chinese medicine that by massaging my feet, it opens some meridian and pathway that can help better sleep. I don't care if it's a placebo. It feels good. Yep. (laughs) So I give myself a little foot massage. I have really, really dry, cracked hands. So I get out the Eucerin and the Aquaphor and, you know, moisturize the heck out of my hands and then snuggle on down. And that's kind of no matter what, no matter how late or how early, those are the things that happen every night. Very nice. Yeah, we tend to watch A Walking Dead mm-hmm. 
together and that kind of signals like the end of the evening. And then I will read in bed for a few minutes um, and, and go to bed. And those are kind of my like signals to like slowly calming down and stopping the moving um, as, as I go to sleep. But I will say I am still really struggling with finding a consistent bedtime, which, you know, of course leads to a consistent wake up time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely don't have this all down pat, but what would you say that your tips are for following kind of your own flow and your own mental state that is, that will help you keep up with your routine while balancing your own wellness? Because I know that some, sometimes we can take this too far you know, mm-hmm. and be like, I have to do all of these things or else, you know, or else. Um, so, so what, what are your suggestions for that in the morning? For one, I mean, in my own morning routine, I try to give myself options, uh, because I find by giving, by giving myself a choice, my inner petulant toddler <laughs> doesn't buck up against it as much because I have agency over this. I have choice. And frankly, if it all goes to hell, uh, what is it? Is it gone with the wind? Tomorrow is another day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure that's probably said, uh, (laughs) much more, much more depressingly in the midst of the civil war and gone with the wind. (laughs) But in my own mind, you know what? Tomorrow's another day. I slept through four alarms. That sucks. All right. Well, the, whether or not this is what I wanted for my day, this is the day I have. So how can I roll with those punches? How can I change it? Uh, and sometimes it's my the husbarito or my accountability, as I call her, checking in and being like, hey, you're doing a great job working. Maybe you should take, like, if you feel like the day's gone to hell and you're really mad and you've tried to recover it, Maybe you need to take a half hour and just go sit out on the deck or, Hey, have you considered with, depending on how my body's feeling and how my chronic pain is, do you need to go take an Epsom salt bath? Uh, and truly like this touches on another conversation I've, I've started on social media the past few weeks of understanding indulgences versus self-care and how, especially for someone who can be a bit draconian as I can, uh, I've always thought like a bath is an indulgence when truly if my pain levels are at a point where the, where a bath is the thing that's going to help me live a life that isn't full of pain, I need to take that bath and it's not overly indulgent. It is certainly a privilege, but it's where I need to be to care for myself right now. Exactly. Yes. I think that that is really, really helpful for us as we go about our morning routines and set these that we don't get too set in stone um, and overly conscientious about them, that we follow our flow. We have, I love that you have people that you can check in with, that you have a list made, you know, and maybe that is something that people need to do that you might need to do for yourself is create a list of, hey, this morning didn't go well. Remember to look in the top drawer and then you pull out a list and said, if the morning didn't go well, do this, this, or this, yeah. you know, um, like a little emergency cheat sheet. Um, and maybe that that's what you need to do. Yeah. I kind of want to do that now. Um, but 
I love, yeah, I love this conversation that you're having around um, self-care and indulgence online. Uh, where can people find you on Instagram? I am Megan has good words. Uh, that's my social handle for, for all things social and also my URL. It's fairly easy to remember. Megan has good words. Perfect. M-E-G-A-N. No extra letters in Megan. <laughs> nice. Just, you know, the most basic form of Megan. It's true. Um, I love it. Um, okay. Yeah. So people can, uh, follow along and listen in and participate in that conversation there. Please. So what is your favorite resource for creativity? Mm. This feels like the wrong answer, but it's creativity. So it, there are no wrong answers, right? Uh, <laughs> I love going to the antique mall. Oh, <gasps> that's the best answer. I Oh God, I love going to the antique mall. I am very historically minded. Uh, I, I love learning about history. I love imagining myself in di different circumstances. Uh, and I love going to the antique mall and running my hands over an old dresser and wondering whose baby clothes used to be folded in the top drawer and were there did, was there a lock of hair wrapped in a handkerchief and pawing through stacks of old photographs and oh my gosh uh, uh, it was probably almost a year ago now I found an entire stack of uh, original 1911 calling cards that were all to the same guy they were all to the same dude but they were all from different women and it was over the course <laughs> of like three years and there was a cycle of like these three or four women and it <gasps> And I, of course I bought them. I don't know what project I'm going to use them for yet. I haven't figured out what to do with them yet, but it, it was just the coolest find. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I have a, what I call a jar of curiosities <gasps> and whenever I find weird stuff like that, I put it in there and I can just dig through it every now and then. Oh my God. A, a jar of curiosities. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a fun find. I love that. That is so creative. The fact that, you know, even if you weren't going down the imaginative route, just being around all of these different items and is incredible. But then the imagining that is, ugh, your imagination is such an amazing, important part of our creativity. Um, so I love that answer. Um, so tell us what is new with you. What can we be looking out for lately? So much is new. I've been restructuring a lot of my my business to get really, really specific about what you can chat with me about. So I now offer very three distinct one-on-one -on -one sessions for narrative strategy if you run your own business or creative coaching uh, that can apply either if you run your own business or if you are just looking for someone to help you stoke some creative fire. Uh, I'm also, by the time this is launching, there will be there will be wait lists, uh, which is really just me gauging interest <laughs> for both a DIY course and a more hands-on course uh, that that really dive into core values and how these inform who you are as a human, how they inform your business, um, and help help you <laughs> suss out if you have been pressured into monetizing your passion and you hate it help you suss out if, if you actually want to monetize your passion or if you want to keep it your passion and you either want to start a different business or if you want to have a nine to five, which is totally okay. 
I say this every single week on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't give in. Don't, don't follow. Don't give into the pressure. Oh my God. You know, no. if you love it, that's fine. It Running your own business is in, it's certainly incredibly rewarding, but it is stupid hard work. And the number of times I see folks be like, oh my God, you could own, you could open your own Etsy shop and then just have that like be your own business. Maybe they don't want to do that. <laughs> I know. Maybe they just like knitting for you who is their friend. Exactly. Not every, I mean, and truly if you're in the U.S., like not everything has to serve the corporate capitalist machine. I know. <laughs> I know. Think about, think about every grandma who's, you know, hand sewn a quilt for their grandchild. There is nothing business minded about that. That is just pure love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, I am for that. I am for finding the love and continuing that in our passions. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, those are some fantastic um, resources though that people have. And so maybe you want to talk to Megan about um, creating your own morning routine. If this is something you're really struggling with and really want to get down. Um, I hope that you found some good, helpful information in this. And I hope that um, this whole conversation just helped you realize that there is no perfect morning routine. There's no exact structure you have to follow. You just need to figure out what makes you feel good and what what helps boost your creativity during the day. Absolutely. And I, I um, should mention that I will be, uh, there'll be a landing page for all your, all your listeners, uh, Megan has goodwords.com slash how she creates. And there are going to be some, some special goodies. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, and we also talked a lot about mental health in this mm-hmm. and the fact that Megan and I are both seeing counselors whom we love. Um, I know Megan's seeing someone in person um, and there is a website that I will, I can't remember off the top of my head and I don't want to say it wrong, but that will help you look for a counselor near you. Um, If you are like me and you live overseas and that's not really an option, I see a counselor through BetterHelp and I will have a link in the show notes for a free week to BetterHelp. It is all online. Um, You can choose the like the text chat, um, an audio call or a video call, which is the option that I choose because I um, also am a therapist and very much believe in um, the importance of being, you know, face to face with the therapist. So I would encourage you um, to look into that if you wanted to talk to someone. Um, in my past life, I was a therapist, I should say that. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so I have a link for that. If that is something that you think would be helpful for you to talk to someone and really encourage you to do that. I think it's really helpful. Um, especially for me, if you're starting, you know, I noticed just from the beginning of my days, they were just, just not going right. And so it was just a good sign for me that it was time to talk to somebody. Um, and I hope that, Again, that this information was really helpful and encouraging to you, and you're going to have an awesome morning routine figured out where you're going to be so zen and so creative the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have links to Megan and all of her things in the show notes, and you can get those again at lauren-likes.com slash podcast, and you can sign up for the newsletter at lauren likes dot com slash newsletter to get updates and reminders when new episodes and to get some nice bonus um, stuff from each episode. Sometimes I'll have um, some additional gifts for you there. Um, 
But yeah, so please go visit Megan on social media and hang out with her. And we would love to hear about your morning routine and see more about it. Use the hashtag how she creates on Instagram so we can see your morning routine in action. Um, and thank you so much, Megan, for sharing with us. This was really, really fun. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. This is a really, really great conversation. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and um, for being here with us today. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the show, please visit lauren-likes.com slash podcast and be sure to sign up for the newsletter to know when new episodes are out and to stay up to date with all of the crafty creative happenings around here. If you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be so helpful to let me know what you thought of the show and share with all your friends on Instagram by tagging me at Lauren Likes Blog and using the hashtag HowSheCreates. Until next week, I hope you get curious and go explore something.